everybody, welcome back to Sword Coast Coast to Coast. This is Cameron, your Dungeon Master. I'm here to tell you all about episode 17, which is what we are doing right now. It's what you're listening to. Wow! The last episode was mostly about theory crafting. It was a little bit of that, and if you chose to skip that episode, um, we're right back in it. They're headed to Bogbrook. They're trying to figure out what was going on with Garago and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to let you get right into it because there's not a lot of preamble you need. You can go to twitter.com slash rangetouch and uh, check out what rangetouch is up to. You can go to rangetouch.com or you can support us on Patreon down in the link below this episode. I'm just going to let you get to it. going to Bogbrook because of the, the fancy wine that we Correct. found, right? Utterdark. Yeah. Utter dark or slash Bogbrook water, I think is the other term that I really like. You have, um, uh, Jordan, if you wanted to scroll way up in the chat or if someone else has it for you, um, you can read like the little page or so of uh, like Volo's Guide to Cormier that I put in about Bogbrook, which is generally true for our purposes here. You're heading across the water. You are going toward Marsimber, which is in Cormier, the, the nation of Cormier, and you're headed for a, a tiny river that is to the uh, east of that, of, of Marsimber, um, and that's where Bogbrook is. It's up that river. Um, Weg, you have Gilbert, the fish, with I you in your, in your pocket. What's, uh, what's Gilbert up to? Does he have strong opinions about what's going on, or...? Uh, not particularly strong. He seems kind of content with just going with the flow. Um, since we are on a large, uh, body of water. Well, Gilbert came from a river, right? Uh, he, he's a river fish. He's correct. a river fish. Okay, well, is is this a fresh or saltwater sea? Oh, no, you know what? You, did you, you got Gilbert on your way to, um, to the island? Is that true? Yes. Okay, no, yeah, so so this is actually a freshwater sea, so it doesn't matter one way or the other. I just wanted to make sure we had Gilbert's origin story correct. Okay. Um, yeah, but he's, he's a freshwater fish. This is a freshwater sea. Okay, well, then I, I uh, Wegg takes this opportunity to, to refill, hmm. uh, or to, to uh, kind of give uh, give Gilbert's uh, decanter that he's in a, a, a fresh change of water and kind of get the murky water that had been in there uh, get that out of there and get some new fresh water in there with some uh, some ocean plant fibers for him to eat and stuff. He seems mm. like he's doing pretty good. How big is the decanter? It's uh well it's it's um it was one of the coffee flasks, right? Mm-hmm. But I just didn't know if maybe you had expanded from then or this is still a coffee oh, flask. Yeah, no, it's it's still a coffee flask. So I, it's probably like twelve ounces, I guess, somewhere okay. in there. He's a little big fish. You get close to Marsimber as the sun is going down. You overnight invisible distance of the the glittering dock of Marsimber. You don't want to go into Marsimber because, of course, you are on a Serpent Operations uh, ship. And, uh, you know, we have established last time what kind of operation they are. Uh, A boat approaches from the dock and Captain Belinda... Uh, remember your your captain from your previous vessel has a short sharp conversation with a couple cloaked figures as burly pirates unload mysterious goods and load other just as mysterious goods back onto the boat she's visibly frowning as the other ship's oars cut 
leaving waves into the murky black water on their way back to the dock. Do you want to talk to Belinda or do you not? I do. Or you want to continue? Okay. Hey, Belinda, what's wrong? Um, she says, uh, it, all, all pirates have the exact same voice. I'm just mm-hmm. establishing that for everyone. Uh, she says, uh, uh, our, the, it seems that the city guard has gone north. They've abandoned the city. Hmm. Just everyone? A, a substantial portion, yar. Ahoy. Did you, mm, um... Me, matey. Do you know what the, uh... Uh, do you know what the, uh, the, the reason is, my hearty? Nay. We didn't, we didn't know anything about that, but I'm, there's so much money to be made right now. I could be in that city right now. Well, too bad you're stuck with us. (laughs) You are. And the oars come out (laughs) after, in the morning, the oars come out of the side of the boat uh, and the sailors prepare to take the ship up the small waterway um, right beside Marsinder or Marsinder here to make their way to the swampy wine country of Bogbrook. Spurred by magic, Mastika brand coffee and perhaps other substances, the sailors row in shifts um, all early morning and um, by about noon the next day, the map that you're looking at says you're within a reasonable distance of Bogbrook proper. Um, it certainly smells that way before the sun makes its way into the sky, though, all the way up there and, and it starts beating down. Something odd happens. You see, looking north, north and a little bit um, uh, east, you see the sky flashing different colors. Hmm. Rainbow. Not this again. Click, 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 click. And it stops. And within the hour, uh, you find yourself in a very strange place um there is a troop of purple knights um you you would know all of you would know that cormier are the kind of policing troop the military of cormier are the cormirian purple knights you know they're lords and things like that associated but they are blocking river traffic here um they have large sets of ropes and chains stretched across the river from bank to bank um tied to trees and uh, they're stopping every boat from heading north There are several other boats that have been moored here into the center of the river, and their riders and operators have traveled over to the eastern bank, and everyone's kind of milling around unhappily. Several people are standing on the bank chatting with the commander of the knights. Do we have have an easy way to get over to that bank? How is this boat... How is our boat situated... With all these other boats. Your boat is like, you know, maybe 10th in line or something like that back. You know, there's big mm-hmm. boats, there's small boats. Yours is probably one of the bigger vessels that's trying to make its way up this river. Um, but yeah, there there are people with... Uh, I mean, your boat is going to have a... Um, not not a lifeboat, whatever that would be called, right? A dinghy. Like a, little a, dinghy. Vessel. A, a dinghy, yeah, for like three or four people. So you could you could ferry your way off the boat um, How- you know, over to the bank. With the dinghy. Howie says, are we still in the real world? Yes, Kylie. As, yes. as far as I know. Hmm. Why don't we take, uh, why don't we take our captain over, over to shore to find out what's happening? I mean, yeah. 
I yeah, I mean, this is her boat, so she's got to, you know. Okay. She's got to run things. All right, so you all hop in the dinghy, uh, the the four of you and uh, Captain Belinda, who I believe I don't remember exactly. I think she's a dwarf, right? A gnome, I think. Mm-hmm. No, maybe. Uh, I for oh yeah, maybe it's all gnomes, and then the the first mate was the only dwarf. I don't remember exactly. I should have written that down on this sheet. I remember that she was two and a half feet tall. That could be. That could be anyone <laughs> in this world. <laughs> it could be Wag. Yeah, oh my god, um, am I the captain? <laughs> Oh gosh! So you see, um, uh, so yeah, you get on, and she kind of saunters up very uh, explicitly and bravely, and starts talking to the the commander. The commander is this very tall, you know, like six foot three, six foot four, something like that. Very tall woman uh, in a purple knight outfit, kind of regalia, big purple cloak, full plate mail uh, or chain mail or things like that. These they they kind of have a uniform to them. Um, uh, very strong haircuts, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, yeah, they just start having a chat. I'm not going to role play out a two NPC chat. I'm not Matt Aww. Colville. Um, wow. But uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm just. It's not. It's not going to be me. Um, uh, but basically, the gist of the conversation is that um, uh, the commander uh, introduces herself as uh, Lady Marjorie Bortz. Um, and she explains there's no traffic going up the river. Um, there are uh, there there's an event that's happening, um, or maybe event is the incorrect term. There is um, something that's no. sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's the Kentucky Derby actually, the Corbin oh, okay. Derby. Um, I need to get my hat. <laughs> yeah, well, you I see have it. my I... hat. <laughs> I have my hat. Perfect. <laughs> Um, but but yes, uh, so she she just explains that there is um, something that requires military intervention happening a little bit north of here. All traffic to the city of Bogbrook um, and in its kind of regional cities ha- are being blocked here, um, and that you know those be- that anyone is welcome to return to Marsember. And uh, she actually starts passing out these little leather tokens that are stamped with the pur- or the purple knights symbol on it and saying like this will uh buy you x amount of days of stay at an inn um this will grant you x amount of money and goods things like that um is there a continental uh, breakfast uh no there's a there's a uh cormirian breakfast oh okay <laughs> it's, it's a lot of leafy greens gross um kylie sorry introduces himself as a noble from house for Oh, okay, okay. And she uh, she says, uh, so yeah, you kind of like barge in over your captain a little bit. Uh, uh, the captain's very short. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah. So so Lady Bortz says, uh, well, well met. Oh, let me let me think of voice here. <clears throat> well met. Ha oh, oh. I'm trying to get my ha oh, ha. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well oh. met. <laughs> Leave all of this in, please. <laughs> oh, I will. Uh, well met. Uh, what? I've I've never heard of that house. It doesn't seem to be a Cormirian house. Oh, um, oh, I have, I have to remember what the name of the kingdom's called. Um, no, um, I'm a representative from the kingdom of Ippletour. 
Mm. And the 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 uh, country of warring factions. I've heard indubitably. Do they all look this way? And kind of she kind of looks you up and down and uh, remember, you know, everyone hopefully remembering that Kylie's skin tone changed a little bit a couple sessions ago, and eyes are a little bit differently colored. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something a little bit, you know, is a little bit different about uh, maybe maybe a little bit more intense uh, than before. And she says, "Oh, does is everyone from there?" Does your whole only from the this royal way? lineage? Hmm. She says, "You know, well met, but I, you know, I have to insist you return to Marsimber. I with the rest. I, 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 we couldn't have something happen to a royal member. I, I'm afraid that we country. must continue with all haste, uh, unless you want to risk a diplomatic incident. Uh, what? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Diplomacy? What diplomacy do you need to be doing in Bogbrook? Oh, not nothing. Um, We—it's merely <laughs> a, a step on the way. All right, we're we're going north. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, give me a, um, a deception check, I guess. A deception or persuasion? Uh, you tell me. Are you trying to decide? Uh, you're doing both here, I guess. So yeah, I, I you you pick which one you want. I mean, uh, persuasion then, I guess. Okay. All right. Um, twenty-two. Okay, that is very convincing. She she says, well, okay. <laughs> All right, on we go. <laughs> you persuaded says, me. She says, well. And you can kind of see some, like, calculations happening, right? Cormir is the, the place of courtly intrigue. <laughs> this is a place where any little person talking to the right, slightly more important person talking to the, the next slightly more impor- important person could get you banned from a major capital <laughs> for the rest of your life or something like that. So you can see the kind of wheels turning in her head a little bit. Um, and she says, um, she says, well, I have to, I have to... I, I'll meet you halfway. No ships. And she kind of gestures to the, the this big rope blockade and chain blockade they've made. She says, this will take a day to remove. No ships can or, or vessels can travel up the river. But I, I under, under watchful guard of one of my patrols, and she kind of gestures at a couple other purple knights who are standing there, kind of her retinue. And she says, uh, you, you may travel north. Uh, with them under strict orders to pass along the road all the way through to the next checkpoint on the river north of Bogbrook. The what title did you use, uh, Kylie? I, I think I just said that I was a, a noble or a lord. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you said you were part of the court. Yeah, I think is what you said. But so unspecified okay. currently, if that's what you're asking. Right yeah. Now. Okay, yeah. Um, so, look, we're the personal guard and escort of Lord Kylie. Um, so, I understand your concern and your desire to, like, make sure that nothing happens to them, but it is our utmost duty and responsibility to ensure the safety of Lord Kylie. You do not need to trouble your men. To escort us to our destination. Okay, well, give me a uh, give me a persuasion check as well, but with advantage. Okay. So that means you roll two d20s and you take the highest one. Uh, Seventeen. 
Okay, that that is sufficient enough to convince her of it. She kind of, you know, scratches the back of her head a little bit. You know, she, I I imagine she has like a big like volleyball ponytail, that, like mm-hmm. that that like that's the kind of size and stature of of uh, a lady purple knight. She kind of like scratches her head a little bit. She says, "Well, okay, that seems you you make a strong case, and if anything happened to you, I would rather you die alone." And me pretend that we never had this conversation. Wegg gives a hearty laugh. That's intriguing. Well, we're we're pragmatic people, the Cormirians. <laughs> Can we check with the captain? Like, I, I'm presuming that this will be all good by the captain. Like, gets to go back to the empty city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, she she is willing. I mean, remember, for her, this is just about transporting you and kind of finishing the job. She's just yeah. trying to get you somewhere. She's not personally invested this in any way. Cagwin is on the boat, who does seem to be a little bit more personally invested. You, you, it might be worth it to talk to him or, yeah. or, or run it by him, but if not, I think that's okay, too. I was actually going to say we should, like, invite Cagwin along. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, like, we we should go back to the boat and, like, let everyone know what's up. The sailors are very happy to turn around. Anything that makes the, you know, a lot of them, you saw them uh, either kind of drop down and pray a little bit when the sky changed color, or, you know, maybe they're not crossing themselves, but doing some kind of, like, you know, putting their hand over their heart or, uh, you know, covering one eye or something like that, doing little good luck charms and and prayers when the sky was flitting back and forth different colors and you can tell they're kind of happy to not uh most of them are happy to not have to pursue this anywhere else um i absolutely imagined whenever you said covering one eye that these pirates that were doing that had an eye patch on the other eye <laughs> uh, I just I prefer not to see it the the Fort Daw game of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, whatever you call it of uh, mischief. Um, okay, why would you? So if you're inviting Cagwin. Why would you want to invite Cagwin, Mary? Um, honestly, I would like to like make sure that they get healing of some sort after the after what they went through with the journal mm-hmm. and also the fact that like they are interested in seeing this to the end and I think having them along could potentially prove useful okay um, I, I would only I would just want to say that uh, if, if we want less if we want the reversal of harm for Cadwin and not additional harm bringing him along into the uh the mob whatever is waiting for us may not be the best way to do that on the other hand it would be helpful to have a wizard along it's true we don't have a wizard in the party i hear what you're saying jordo but hear (laughs) me out here okay if cagwin is off screen then they can just die off screen there's nothing we can do about it (laughs) okay that's true Mm, the horror film (laughs) logic (laughs) Um, okay, well, give me a, uh, you know, I think that you're presenting pretty good cases that Cagwin himself would be kind of rolling over in his head, so give me a, another persuasion check. I know that we're, we're getting a lot of uh, persuasion in this uh, time, but not with advantage, just normal persuasion check. Like, just to be clear, is everybody else actually okay with inviting Cagwin along? 
It's always good to have a wizard around. I'm different. I I like that Silverleaf has had a lot of opinions about wizards <laughs> over, the, over this thing. Yeah, wait. Doesn't Silverleaf hate wizards being around? He's kind of like a like a, just a weather vane as far as wizards are concerned. <laughs> Whatever the, the wizard wind is blowing, that's where Silverleaf's going to be pointing. And I'm not against Cagwin coming with us. I just think that he that you know who who knows what's going to happen in there. Okay, there. let's let's let him make the decision. Okay. I, I have a DC in my head. Let's uh, roll it up. Uh, thirteen. Okay. Cagwin kind of kind of gives you a little bit of a look, and he kind of uh, stands up. He's in his quarters, of course, where he was doing that translation, and you're kind of making this appeal to him. And he stands up and he walks across the the very small room over to his the, his chest of items. And he has a pretty substantial limp uh, on the same side where he's kind of got the cataract and um, the kind of, you know, facial uh, thing going on, facial malformation. And he says, I, you know, I don't think, if you're having to take the road, um, you know, and he says, we're probably still a day away from Bogbroke or half of a day. I don't, I think I would slow you down more than I would help you. Um, I'll return to Marsimber. I don't remember what Cagwin sounded like, sorry. Um, I, I will return to Marsimber with, uh, with the captain, Captain Belinda and the crew, and I will await you there. You should finish this. It's my reputation on the line. Um, before they go, can we have them look at the candle? Sure. What do you want to know about it? Yo, what's up with, yeah, what's up with the candle? What's it made out of? He says, oh, it appears to be made of wax. It appears <laughs> to have a nice purple sloop around it, or, you know, whatever that would be called, a spiraling kind of thing. Um, he says, this, I think, is a... And he kind of sniffs it. Sorry, one second. Sniffs the unscented candle. Oh, he's just checking it out. Um, and he says, oh... Oh, that's and so what he does is he he takes the candle and he walks over and he lights it and he goes over to his like little bowl of water that he's been using for um uh you know to wash his face and things like that a little basin and so he lights the candle and he puts the candle in the water and the candle stays lit okay stays lit cool. underwater yeah neat yeah that's what he says he says isn't this cool <laughs> Caglin, this is totally rad cool. yeah, yeah. He says, uh, "He says there there might be other uses. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, people. This was a this was a, a trend or a fad several years ago. We actually sold quite a few of these, where you would just you know put some enchantments on a candle. Hmm. You give them for uh, green grass or whatever, you know. Back in the seventies. Yeah, we were really into decorative candles back then. The thirteen seventies. Mm-hmm." But, so so he hands it back to him. He says, "Oh, so it, you know, it might have other uses. I'm not sure, but it, you know, it does that." Okay. Do I feel heat coming off the flame of the candle? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you don't. Weg, Weg like, wait, like waves his fingers through the flame. It seems... hurts. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay, bad. Okay. Yep. Kylie does the same thing. It doesn't hurt. Little flex. <laughs> <laughs> Gas. I. <laughs> At the very least, I I would like to give Cagwin some like a little, some gold before he goes to hopefully pay for healing. Okay, how much are you yep. gonna give him? Uh, fifty. Okay, Ooh. well that's a lot. 
He says, uh, so you kind of hand him a little, um, you know, a bundle of, of money, and he says, oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, all right. All Thanks. Right. Yeah. I'm a very wealthy owner of a, of a mercantile business, but yeah, yeah. free money, you know. as they say. Your face. Rich get richer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he throws it in the in the water. He says, "Oh, the pittance!" Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, I'll be sure to throw this in a fountain somewhere. Wow. <laughs> Get one All little right. baby wish. <laughs> no, he's not. He didn't say any of that stuff. He's nice about it. Do we want to? So, um, Cagwin said that that we're about half a day by mm-hmm. foot from where we're going. What time yeah. is it? Uh, it's probably about noon, noon, one o'clock, something like that. So we could get there before nightfall? Yeah, you would get there around sunset. Okay. Yeah, when I say a day, I always mean like a traveling day, so like eight hours of on foot. Okay. Yeah. We all want to head out? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's hoof it. Okay, so you do it, you walk past uh, Lady Bortz on your way out, um, and you just make your way uh, north toward Bogbrook. Um, there's a very simple road. You have to kind of make your way up. It's it's not right there on the bank. You know, there's so there's an embankment and that you have to kind of climb up with the help of some ropes to keep from falling down. And then you have to like go through a little bit of forest, but uh, a little um, oh, what's it called? A knight squire. A squire leads you there, um, and you can see there on the road they've also set up a blockade. There are a lot more horses here and things like that. Uh, it seems like there's a little bit of an encampment here in order to feed all these knights and things like that. Um, and then they, he kind of points his way or points to the north and gives you a little bit of an idea of what the road's going to look like. And then you're on your way. Relatively uneventful, you do see more than one patrol on your way and they ask you a series of questions and you produce, um, you know, the A, the little uh, leather voucher that you were given and maybe there's you know uh uh lady board signed a um a letter of passage for you or something like that you can add that to your inventory if you would like to do so but you negotiate your way through these couple encounters with patrols and you make your way toward bogbrook as you get near bogbrook um you can see over the trees this is this is a road that is cut through a forest and there's plenty of you know uh you know right of way basically on the side before the forest begins again but it weaves itself in and out it's you know lightly hilly and this is not cutting directly through hills or anything like that so it's a kind of a meandering road and as you get closer to Bogbrook, the sky <coughs> flashes occasionally and when you finally crest you know a, a little bit of a hill or come around the side of a hill think think this looks almost like hobbiton in those those movies right so um you know little small hills no one lives inside of them of course but small hills with forest on top of them and you can kind of only see the sky and see in front of you a short distance so you come out from behind a a hill and you can see a large encampment in front of you where bogbrook should be you know there there's low-lying land here there's a little bit of swamp you can smell bogbrook from here but you see where Bogbrook should be, that there is a large, opaque, for lack of a better word, force field, like a sphere that is all the way over, that's stretching over where the town should be. And it's massive. It, you know, it goes hundreds of feet up into the sky at its apex, and it neatly meets the ground. 
you know, on all of the sides. It's almost like a, a big sphere just appeared there. And um, there's a large, large encampment of troops, military, all around it. Uh, kind of on the river side, so on the western edge of the force field sphere. Can I tell through the opaque field? Um, do I recognize this military as the uh, uh, forces of anywhere that I've seen? Yeah, it looks like there's a big contingent, of course, of purple knights. Um, give me a history check, is that a thing? That's an 11. Okay. Not really. Uh, you know enough about the region to know that you are seeing several different troops. Like, this is not one military that you're looking at. You are looking at, um, you know, there, there are some encampments that are much smaller. And, you know, they seem to be wearing, like, white with red. There are, of course, the purple knights, which you recognize. There are some that seem to have, like, a big uh, manticore painted on them. So you know, you, can, you know enough to recognize, oh, these are all a lot of different groups, actually that are here in the same encampment but you don't uh, you know you don't have any insight as to and, what they might be um and they're all inside the field it, they're all no it's in, opaque no no it's opaque you cannot see inside of the of the oh, sphere okay yeah. I, I i misunderstood i thought that the in, so the encampments are around the perimeter mm -hmm. of the sphere exactly yeah i did not i okay. should use the word perimeter i did not yeah sorry so, i thought i thought that we were like looking as through a glass darkly, I thought we were uh, looking inside the sphere and that the military encampments were inside of it. No, they are basically kind of around the western arc of the perimeter of the sphere. Okay. Yep. Um, and again, it's completely opaque. And it's maybe like a... Um, uh, like an eggshell color, that kind of thing. Maybe a little bit more pearlescent than that. But, but yeah. Kind of off-white. Dang. Wegg yeah. turns to the rest of the party and says, Well, heck. <laughs> Pack it up. Guess we gotta go home. <laughs> We're not getting um, through that thing. <laughs> That's wizard magic. Is this a sneaking mission? We've got permission to be up here. No, no, but I mean like getting into the dome. I, I I have no insight. No, I I'm asking the party. Mm -hmm. Let's wait till oh, it's like, dark. Are we gonna sneak past these guys? And try so and sneak you're pretty far away. Just just FYI, too. You were probably like, I don't know, 500, 600 yards away. How big I don't is think... it? It's big. It it's it big. is. It's basically the size of the town of Bogbrook. I don't think this is is a sneaking mission. I think we could like go down to the to the the group of purple guard uh and show them our our letter of passage and be like hey what's going on i i just don't think that the letter of passage will let us get into the dome well i don't think we could get into the dome or to like even check out the dome like you can't walk into like this is a magical dome i don't think we're gonna be able to get into the dome oh for sure I, i'm just saying that like yeah. our i think our letter of passage they'll be like yeah okay good you can keep on going past the dome but they're not right. going to let us get close mm. to it with, just with the letter of passage. It's, but this thing is big enough that there's de almost definitely a part of the dome that is not surrounded by troops, right? I just uh, think that if we go talk yeah, to the sure. guard, we might be able to get some information. 
and then and then we can leave and go somewhere else near the dome and then try and dig under it or something. Sounds fine to me. I don't think. Well, That's basically I personally don't think we mind. should. Okay, I don't think we should let people know that we're here. I, it, hmm. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm sympathetic. I think we should camp Just, in the woods and then like, yeah. sneak in at night. Well, let's do that then. Okay, so that's that's the plan. You want to camp in the woods and then, uh, and then try to sneak into the dome or into the encampment. Hmm. I think into the dome. Interesting. Yeah, I want yeah, to sneak I... up to the dome and examine it. I'm, you know, okay. I think the encampment is just like, hey, this thing appeared, and like we got to do something about it. But I, I like, I don't think that, like, we're gonna. I don't think it's productive to like sneak around the camp encampment like looking for like the secret research files that are going to tell us how to like you know enter this like weird weird dome or whatever is i mean does that sound what what do the rest of you think i mean i think we should just maybe confront this thing directly and cast a spell on it or like walk into it you know like i bet we could learn something from talking to them but i don't think the soldiers know a whole lot more than we do if i had to guess there would have to be some kind of like purple guard x-files division that would be here doing their paranormal investigation for us to get anything super useful i think mm-hmm. can i cam can i tell from here whether or not the purple guard x-files unit is on the scene yep can you give me an insight check uh i can give you an insight check oh i have a good insight modifier so that's a 20 you can see from where you're standing 500 yards away where everyone looks like an ant, basically. That there is the goddamn Cormier Purple Knights X-Files unit. <laughs> Holy shit. They have their own tent. It's it's black and it has uh it has a big purple dragon on it. And that dragon's got sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, now we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we um uh I just want to know uh well we're going to walk in and then I'll ask my question. Okay. So you're uh, going to yeah. roll right up to the uh let, let's name the Purple Guard X-Files unit. I thought we just did. Um No, let's give it a real name. Weg you invented this. So what Okay. Whatever. Um uh Purple Guard X-Files unit. Um, I I was fully waiting for you to name it like Grasshopper or after another Japanese indie dev. Mm. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this no. is a Suda Division 51. And Suda is a, is a, uh, an acronym, acronym okay. that stands for um, C- cause... special undercover dragon. Apparitions. Because then it's like yeah. yep. Area 51 too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Alright. Good idea, James. Can you um can you write that in the chat so I get any of that? And is this an anime reference? No, Suda 51 is a <laughs> he's a dude who makes video games in Japan. He's the he's the the no more heroes guy. He he always wears very flashy shoes. Y'all make your way toward the Suda 51 unit. As people try to stop you and talk to you on the way, you kind of flash your little uh, leather um, voucher 
and pretend like it's doing something that it isn't. You get your letter of um, a passage, and you kind of flash that in people's face. You're being pretty boisterous, but you've been very persuasive in the past with several different units, and of course with uh, Lady Bortz before, and so that seems easy to you. You're able to kind of bowl over all of these Cormirian guards, and you make your way into this tent covered in a print-all-over-me pattern of a dragon with sunglasses on. And you open it up, and there are three people on the inside of, of this tent. Um, one is wearing a helmet that has big antler, like like your big elk horns, basically, on it. It's made all of metal, and he's got, he has a faceplate, but it's kind of flipped up, so you can't see what's on it. There is someone who um, is an ASMR. You can immediately see this person is an ASMR. Uh, wearing shimmering, she's wearing shimmering robes, um, and she has a uh, flute kind of on her belt, or maybe on like a strap. Like a, it's like a maybe bigger than a flute, like somewhere between a flute and a didgeridoo, like as far as size is concerned. And it's kind of strapped across her chest. And why? What? What's a, What's an ASMR? They're like genasi, but for <laughs> angels instead of chins. Yeah. So it's like a part angel. Oh, okay. Jojo, I picked up what you were doing there. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. Uh, and, uh... Well, actually, so ASMR, interestingly enough, in third edition. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> and then a, um... A dwarf who is, like, a short dude, and he is wearing what appears to be, like, an apron, like a blacksmith's apron... And he's got, like, uh, a mohawk and a big bulbous nose. Um, and they're all hanging out, having a chat. And as you open the thing, they all look at you, and they're like... Uh, Kylie wants to talk to that uh, ASMR. I, I don't know if... I don't know how much um, experience Kylie has had with other people who are like you know descended from the outer pl- or from the plains you know planers yeah yeah what what about can we ask their names too sure absolutely oh, that was gonna be um, part of talking well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah yeah i just want to make sure that that gets included yeah mm-hmm. very important as yeah. people's names they uh so yeah you cut well they're a little bit surprised that you're just rolling up in their tent first um they're a little bit shocked and they say who, who are you the the asmr says she says uh, who are you Wegg says, what's the situation? We've been sent here to help take care of it. What, uh, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean, it? The, that's why we asked what the situation was. Oh. Well, she says, we, we have not, we have not uh, asked for any such help. We have assembled the crack team, the Suda 51 unit. And uh, it seems like... Um, and then, then you can see she like she reaches into her uh, like a pouch that that she's wearing that's on the outside of her robes, and she kind of is like touching some stuff in there and looking at you. And she says, uh, she pulls her hand back out, and she says, "It seems that you mean us no harm, but we did not send for you. How do you know of this? We we've been super secret. That's our whole deal." <laughs> uh. Weg. We've been tracking the perp. 
Yeah. Right. We've been, uh, we've, uh, we, our, our, we're, you know, uh, our investigations, uh, lead us to believe that the, the, the person that we are, uh, in pursuit of, uh, may have caused this. Or um, at least is involved. Yeah. And it's a, it's a wizard at work. Well, she says, uh, a wizard is putting it mildly. Investigations? How do you know? What is the name of the wizard? Is it Gary? No, Red, well, red Slash, right? Test. No. That's not an actual name! Wait, yeah, it's she okay. says, no. it seems Last like there's we... not a lot of agreement oh. over Gary. who this oh, oh, supposed purpose He uses many names. Which is the last time we believe one of his aliases is Garago. No, no, oh, Garago was the yeah, Garago's the, the other guy, Michael. On the island. <laughs> okay, this is like the math meme is happening. <laughs> she is overwhelmed with with information of things flying around her head. Um, By the way, what are your names? <laughs> um, okay, do we do we have a name for ourselves? No. We have never I've asked come you up this more than one time. <laughs> <sighs> to be clear, that was said out loud. She seems. Uh, she says, "My, my, you, you came in here with a lot of confidence, <laughs> and that confidence seems like it does not match up to your put togetherness." And she said, "So she says." Uh, and, and then she looks at Weg, and she says, "It seems you cannot lie. What uh, are you uh, doing here?" That is very astute of you. We, um, as, as my friend said, we are in pursuit of a magical being who has, at times, presented himself as a wizard named Obalon, uh, and at other times has. Uh, appeared to be a some form of wax-skinned shapeshifter. We are... Uh, we have pursued this trail over a great distance and our... Uh, which has... And our investigation has led us here to this uh, enormous sphere which appears to have taken over or been placed in place of uh, the town of Bogbrook. And upon seeing... Uh, your, upon instantly recognizing the emblazoned logo of the Suda 51 unit upon this tent, we decided to uh, come and see if we could share our knowledge with your knowledge and perhaps advance all of our purposes. When you say shapeshifter, they actually kind of exchange a little bit of a look. Um, and you and you know that because the uh, the the taller one, the taller human, wearing this helmet with these big antlers. You can't really do subtle movements with a hat like that on. And uh, so you can see him like kind of twitch twitch over and he looks down at the um, at the dwarf and they kind of look at each other and their eyes go a little bit wide. Um, so so at least some of that is matching up with something it seems that they know. Hmm. Kylie says... Also, what are your names? Yeah, shall we do introductions? <laughs> Uh -huh. So, uh, the one in the in the um, in the big helmet, he says, "I." Oh wait, wait, no, no, I've already chosen a voice. He says, uh, <clears throat> "I am the Manticore." The and then, tail. and then the uh, 
<laughs> the the ASMR you've been talking to, she says, his his name is George. He's not the Manticore. He's not. This is not. You gotta. You have to stop doing that. He says, I am the Manticore. Solid Manticore. I'm very strong. <laughs> I'll destroy you. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> um, and then so she introduced herself. She says, uh, my name is Keel Horst. Like a boat? She says, Keel Horst. Keel K-E-E-L. Space. H-O-R-S-T. Horst. She says, um, she says, uh, you know, I am the, the Lord Commander of the People's Distributed Army. And I am the leader, of course, of Suda Fifty One, the Cormirian X Files unit. And the interrupting her at the very end, uh, the dwarf says, "No, says, that's that's not true." Uh, I was going to try to do a German accent for him, but I can't. So I'm just letting everyone know in your head, you should. When this guy's talking, please just imagine a very good German accent. Uh, but I can't do that. He says, "No, that is incorrect." Is that true. No. Each is not true. No, see, exactly. Yeah. Um, he says, that is not true. I am the leader of this unit. My name is Ryder Ridley. I will knock that sphere down. I will destroy it. I will kill everything in there. And we'll make sure they never return to Cormir. It's hard to knock the sphere down because they roll around. Not this kind. Maybe. I mean, let's see once you knock it. Hmm. Wegg says that it's an honor to meet them and introduces himself. Okay. I'm assuming there's some introductions all around. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, what? What? You know, they they're kind of a little bit expectant here, right? Seems like you've done a lot of this this information. You've got a lot of these ideas. You 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 know a little bit of the backstory here of what's going on. What's what kind of plans do you have? That's right, Fancy X-Files. That's where we are now. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think the show is only getting better, and I think this is one of our better episodes yet. I think you'll be very excited about the next couple, where we kind of finish off the storyline uh, around wizards and, and shapeshifters and all kinds of stuff like that. I've enjoyed it a whole lot. Uh, Twitter.com slash rangetouch. Rangetouch.com. Or youtube.com slash range touch for all of your kind of stuff that you want to do. Go down to the link below this episode to support us on Patreon if you don't do that already. As little as a dollar a month really helps us out because it keeps the audio lights on. You can't see them, but you can hear them. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. We're going to have some new stuff coming very soon. I hope you're excited about it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.